Welcome to the Wheel of Sports, home of the greatest sports stories ever told. My name's Ian McNally and with me is... Matt Lavery. How's it going, Ian? <laughs> oh, Matt, come on. Is, uh, you, you've just said it once there. Right. People have become so accustomed to saying it twice. Are, are we saying at this point you, you're making a stand and you're saying no more? I think I'm tired. Let me get this wheel spinning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm tired. I am, that I could am. be the. That is. What is ever is I'm tired in Latin. <laughs> that would have been my school's motto. <laughs> <laughs> and the topic for this episode is. Ian, so this week's topic is going to be true grit. Do you want, want, want to take this one on? True grit, Matt, I have. The perfect story for True Grit. Oh, yes. What Goodness me. I'm going to take you to Anesti, the birthplace of Nadia Comaneci, Romanian icon, Matt, an Olympic icon. And there's so many twists and turns in this story, Matt. I know it's about gymnastics, so that's what you're <laughs> expecting. But there are many, many twists and turns on and off the mat take you right back to her growing up as a small child and I mean small Matt I know most children are small yep. <laughs> by their nature but and young as well sp- <laughs> yes she was she was born at an early age <laughs> and she's such an energetic child unfortunately her mo- mother and father broke up when she was young her mother was quite worried about her she was worried about keeping pace with her own daughter and she had seemed to have all this energy to burn she just didn't know what to do with her and so she enrolled her in gymnastics as an attempt to get rid of this excess energy now at this point Matt she's only like five years old (laughs) so it's it's an early start um to you know get involved in anything organized and as it would happen Matt she's starting school and she's in the schoolyard with her friend and she's doing some cartwheels as kids do yeah as most kind of six-year-old girls do to different extents i suppose yeah different levels of ability I have never been able to do a cartwheel myself, and it, it's it's a, one of my life's regrets. Me but, neither. I sort um, of put my hands down and just turn around, basically. Hands on the floor, yeah. and then I just walk in a circle. Like, my feet never really get up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing she's of more talent than I am, then. Uh, sometimes I psych myself up as though I'm going to do a cartwheel, and then I just bottle it. Like, I can feel my whole body just going... <laughs> You're not doing this, even even if my mind wants me to. But I think it was just something that came very naturally to Comanenci. She's doing cartwheels with her mate, uh, Viorica Dimitru, and they're just playing around. Now, they didn't know that this fella, Bella Caroli, he was walking past the schoolyard at the time. Now, Matt, these are back in the days when a man walking by a schoolyard was innocent. Of course. Right? Good. And he sees these two girls doing cartwheels and playing around. He actually goes to the school. They run in into the school after the bell goes, and he hunts them down. He goes into the school, and he tries to find these two girls because he says... Basically, he's thinking of setting up this alternative gymnastic academy 
school and he wanted them to age six to be a part of it so he spotted the talent yeah i mean it's it's a bit weird i've just said all of that out loud and it's it feels weird but if we <laughs> but if we just say that it you know back then a bit more community focused less suspicion um the beauty about this for for Kamenenchi was that she could go to this school the following year and this school had lots of people who came from all across Romania but because it was really close to her home she could stay at home and attend the school so she had like a nice grounding where she could stay with her family and she could also attend this school the reason I mention her friend uh, Dimitru Obviously, Kamenechi, as you'll find out, becomes on to be an Olympic icon. Her friend becomes one of the best ballerinas in Romanian history. Oh, wow. So this, Isn't that extraordinary? I mean, this school clearly trained them well then. Yeah, and also, like, it does vindicate uh, <laughs> Caroli for uh, his talent spotting as well. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, you got that right, mate. That's That's pretty good um so age seven she starts going to this school and she is a natural by the time she gets to nine years old she's the youngest ever gymnast to win the romanian nationals wow. now this is against at any age group goodness I mean, so it's not that she's in a junior category yeah yeah she's so nine she, so she's <laughs> the best in the country at nine years old at nine, yeah. That just feels crazy, doesn't it? She is like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> what was he the best at? Um, setting up booby traps yeah, okay. to stop yeah, deter yeah. burglars <laughs> in New York. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> he must have only been nine or something. But, yeah, probably. Um, so the trend continues. 1971, she wins the all-around title and the team gold against Yugoslavia. And that is probably the first international setting that she's had. And yeah, she, she wins. She's 10. She's beaten adults. <laughs> she's beaten another country, Matt. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's beaten Yugoslavia. Uh, and this kind of just goes on she she um by the time it gets to 1975 she competes in a tournament in england the international champions all tournament at wembley now coming from romania to wembley she would have thought god thought we had it tough (laughs) but she she is the youngest competitor ever in that tournament the following month, in, in May, she goes to the European Women's Artistic Gymnastics Championship in Norway. She wins four out of five golds. So su- success is just so easy for her. Gold in everything except for the floor exercise, which she got silver, aged 13. Goodness me. <laughs> easy. It's just too easy. But what do you think, like, what had you done when you were 13? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not a lot. (laughs) Like, you think, I was probably still struggling to tie my shoelaces at 13. (laughs) (laughs) I actually reached my toes, never mind, you know, wiping the floor at international 
gymnastic championships. But of course, Matt, as you know, it's, it's that's in 1975. The next year is the Olympic Games, 1976 Olympic Games in Montreal, Canada. Now, there's a huge buzz around Kamenechi because she is obviously doing amazing things, but she's going into that Olympics, Matt, at 14 years old. She's four foot 11, and she weighs just a shade over six stone. Goodness me. So she's still tiny then. There's nothing to her. And she goes into that Olympics, kind of to explain uh, just very briefly about the Olympics, is that you you have an all-around team event, the all-around individual, and that means all of those events that they compete in, they add up the scores for, for all of those, whether you win at a team or individual level. There's the balance beam, floor exercise, uneven bars, and then the vault, which is sometimes called the horse, the vaulting horse. And you basically have to do all of those things and then to be in the all-around, uh, they add up all the scores, but you can win those individual events as well. Yep. There's three competition stages as well where all gymnasts do like all of them and then they basically make a cut for the second and then the third phase where they do have a limit. And it was the first time at Montreal they did actually have a limit for the amount of gymnasts per country that could take place because I think in previous events the Soviet Union basically <laughs> would take 12 of the places or whatever it was um, so they did limit it to kind of add a bit of balance there and add a sense of competition towards the end but obviously that's no problem for our Nadia because she is doing very well uh, she makes the cut she gets into that final um, stage and You've got three gymnasts in the final per country in the all-around and two in each of the apparatus finals. Komenechi Matt, 14 years old. She wins gold in the individual all-around. Gold in the balance beam, gold in the uneven bars, silver in the team all-around, bronze in the floor exercise. What's she doing with these bronze and silvers? That doesn't sound like her. Well, the silver was the team event, so that was the team all around. So uh, uh, comrades let her down, really. But and I don't know what happened with the with the bronze on the floor. But oh, she was competing against Olga Corbett, (laughs) another iconic gymnast from the Soviet Union. So fair enough. She's only fourteen. It's her first Olympic Games. (laughs) Yeah, all right. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. It's good enough, I suppose. But that's not what's remarkable about this, Matt. Amazingly, a 14-year-old showing up at the 1976 Olympic Games and winning three golds, a silver and a bronze, isn't the surprising thing about this. That's not the story. That's not the story, absolutely not. (laughs) The story is, Matt, that she, in gymnastics... For each of the events, you scored out of 10 points. And you scored, I won't go into all of the reasons, but you scored for a number of different reasons, normally relating to whether you're hesitant or whether you make an error or whether how you combine a different manoeuvres or you have to fulfil a criteria of manoeuvres. So you have to do a manoeuvre forwards, backwards, uh, and on the floor, for example, you have to use the diagonals, but you can't use the, the same one more than twice. Mm. There's all of these rules around, and you have to fill, fulfill the criteria. And then there's also, you know, kind of style and grace and, and the way you actually execute what you're trying to do. So 
It's complicated. And to reflect that complication, they score you out of 10, but the scores might be kind of 9.5 or 8.75 and so on. It, it, you know, fractions of a number yeah. to, to get you there. Nadia Comaneci was the first ever, ever gymnast to score a perfect 10. A full 10.0. She got 10. It's basically perfect in every way. It became known, Matt, as the perfect 10. The amazing thing about this, Matt, is that when she finished her on the apparatus, there's, she looks to the scoreboard and the scoreboard says 1.00. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah, she's thinking, it must be a mistake because I can't good. have done that bad. <laughs> it's because the watch, the clock manufacturers only made it three digits long yeah. because nobody gets a perfect 10. That's amazing. So <laughs> it's, it's this wonderful picture of her with 1.00 in the back. <laughs> and, and so it's quite extraordinary because she doesn't just make one perfect 10. In this Olympic Games, she scores a perfect 10 four times on the uneven bars and three times on the beam. Goodness me. She's just just amazingly perfect. (laughs) Can you, you know, like... So it's never been done and she does it seven times in in a month or in a week. Yeah, yeah, in five days. Five days, yeah, all right. She shows up. 14 years old. Proper Olympic Games, 14 years old. You know, like in in Islamic culture, you know, if you if you make a rug or a carpet, you 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 leave a little flaw in it because it's like only God is perfect. All right. Nadia Kamenechi, not Islamic. She's (laughs) she's gone bang. She's like, it's it's extraordinary. It's. When you watch the footage back, she you can kind of understand, even without a huge knowledge of gymnastics, why she's perfect. Particularly the uneven bars. She's only on the bars for about less than 25 seconds. And the drama in it is extraordinary. You know, I'm not a massive gymnastic fan, but watching her on the uneven bars is so dramatic the way that she moves the way that she just sometimes just touches those bars and flings off to the other one it's so amazing that a human could do that and then the balance beam words cannot describe it and as a fallout from this all of the media in america are just all over this i think she was the first person maybe the only person to feature i think on on Life magazine, on the front cover of Sports Illustrated, Newsweek simultaneously. She's she's 14. Goodness. She she goes back to Romania, obviously, as a national hero. Yeah. She actually gets a stamp, postage stamp, made of her in 1976. Always a sign that you've made it. 14, Matt. <laughs> I know we keep saying it, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> The 
slam's the big it, one though. Not you can you can put your Olympic golds, you know, in the bin. Once you've got your stamp, it says it all. <laughs> yeah. First class, Matt. Absolutely. First class. Look, it's it's important to note here as well that Romania at this point is under communist rule. And the ruler, Nicholas Ceausescu, is a uh, I think the technical term for him, Matt, is a bad knobhead. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's he, he is he's a he's a bit of work. Is uh, old Nikolai? Let's just compare Nadia and Nikolai Ceausescu. Ceausescu doesn't have a stamp. May he's the leader of Romania. He doesn't have a stamp issued of its own image until 1988. Now. The story is, Matt, is that when he was so hated by his own people that when he released his own stamp, nobody bought it and it didn't sell at all. And so he, being curious of why it wasn't selling, went to the post office in disguise to try to buy his own book of stamps with his own image on. He asked the postmaster and he said, uh, he said, do you sell many of these stamps? And she said, no, none. And he said, why? And she says, they don't stick. And he took one out of the book and he licked the side and he put it on the letter and he said, this seems to stick fine. And she said, yes, but most people spit on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good story. (laughs) So... (laughs) I don't care whether that story's true or I was not, but say, I, yeah, I do like, love sounds... it. <laughs> sounds a bit suspicious, yeah. given that the man probably had never been in a post office in his yeah. life. Um, Conjecture, but we'll see. Crazy, crazy man. But her story from this point gets crazy because she's under communist rule. It's a very oppressive regime. When she goes back to Romania, she is a very high-value object to the regime because she's had this amazing success in America. And, you know, she goes to the Moscow Olympic Games four years later. She wins two golds, two silvers in Moscow. Unfortunately, she didn't compete in 1984 in L.A. There was a bit of a tit-for-tat kind of uh, thing between, you know, obviously Moscow Olympics, America had boycotted along with 64 other countries. But when she, she went to L.A., but she didn't compete. She just watched Romania didn't boycott the Olympics, but they took out some of their stars um, under kind of Soviet guidance as a kind of tit for tat yeah. to say, well, we're not competing in your games. It was an, That was an interesting story in itself, because at this point, Matt, remember the, the man Bella Caroli, who saw her yeah. in the schoolyard, the scout and coach, who had coached her all the way up to the, these Olympic games and coached her up to Moscow. Well, in 1981, he defected from Romania. He went to the USA and fled the country. What this meant for Nadia was that she was under massive surveillance now because the authorities thought that she would flee the country. Yeah, and as you say, she's high value, so they don't want that to happen. And he he had fled the country as well when they were on a tour of America. And so they were on a money-making tour of America. Apparently, the Romanian state made about a quarter of a million dollars. Nadia Comaneci, who was the main draw card, made a thousand dollars. So they, the the regime, her life is awful. 
you would think that she would be living in a palace and have you no know, want for nothing but the opposite happened she actually had a worse life than an average romanian citizen because an average romanian citizen could go on holiday could go out could travel she couldn't yeah she was barred from all of this and they were basically treating her like a like a, a yard dog you know just having her there ready to you know for, for at their own disposal it was really um shocking and i think one of the things that must have really been an interesting emotion for nadia kamenechi was was at those 1984 la games because mary lou retin the american dominated the medals that year when she when nadia wasn't competing and who trained mary lou retin carrioli who had who had defected so must have been a lot of mixed emotions particularly because you know nadia was almost a household name in the usa never mind romania so kamenechi she's back in romania she's living her life but ultimately something's got to give november the 27th 1989 kamenechi she's she's planned to flee the country she's had enough she's had enough incidentally matt this is three weeks before the romanian revolution took place so she wasn't the only one yeah <laughs> she i want to make the point that she's not being disloyal <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um she goes in the dead of night they actually a group of them um traips across hungary on foot mostly um they manage to get across to the austrian border and they fly to america where she seeks asylum yeah she's a refugee she seeks asylum in america and, and the Americans are happy to have her? Yeah, this is really interesting, Matt, as well, because poor Nadia here, the guy who masterminded the fleeing of the country, he was a guy called Constantin Penay. He had helped her get out of the country to America, and he'd gone as well. And she ends up in a relationship with him. But the re- relationship is toxic and he is terribly abusive towards her and obviously you can imagine that this is a very vulnerable stage of her life and very difficult for her to get out of this go back to the la olympic games years before in 1984 matt nadia kamenechi met a gymnast called bart connor he's american he won two gold medals in la and he finds out Nadia Kamenechi is in America. So he tries to make contact with her. He hears that she's actually going to go on a late night talk show. And he called up the producer and said, can you have me on as well? So that he could chance meet her. Yeah. <laughs> By chance. Yeah, nice. <laughs> he met her and they struck up this friendship because they kind of met each other before but nothing significant so they struck up this friendship they kept in touch and he actually gave her the connections in the u.s so that she could leave this abusive relationship right. with with a uh, pan a and she ends up in montreal um and she gets in a relationship with a romanian rugby coach <laughs> <laughs> but all this time connor kept in touch with her 
And as it would happen, 1991, a mutual friend died in an accident. And Connor reached out to Nadia Kamenechi and said, look, I run this gymnastics school in Oklahoma. Could you come out and help work with me and we'll set up this school and keep it going and all the rest? And she does. She goes to that gymnastics school. She works with Bart Connor in Oklahoma. They get married. Aww. 1996 and Romania by this point has thrown off the communist bad knobhead (laughs) regime and she gets married to Connors in Bucharest and it's televised and it's the wedding is in the former presidential palace wow and she's received as a national hero and uh Connor as well he says I am Romanian. And I think that's so nice that she was able to go back. And as I said before, you know, she you get the impression that she walked out on her country when she fled to America. But very far from the truth, you know, that she holds Romania. She had other chances in her life to, to leave Romania and she never, she kept going back. And so now, Matt... She is still married with uh, Bart Connor. They have a son named after Bob Dylan. Dylan <laughs> is the name. I thought Bob would have been better. but um, <laughs> And she is currently the honorary president of the Romanian Gymnast Federation, the honorary president of the Romanian Olympic Committee, the Romanian Sports Ambassador, the member of the International Gymnastics Fed- Federation Foundation. She owns Bart Connor Gym uh, with Bart. She has a production company called Perfect 10. As a couple, they've done a huge amount of work for the Special Olympics, enabling a lot of physically inhibited people to access gymnastics from obviously something that they were excluded from previously, which is such important work. And she's also an honorary consul general of Romania to the United States of America. It's quite a story of, yeah, true grit, Matt. It's, she is all of this stuff she goes through. The stuff came out about Carolee, um, her coach, uh, in pre, you know, in in subsequent years, it came out that he was a very draconian taskmaster. He often, apparently, it's been alleged by a lot of different gymnasts who were under his watch that he restricted her calories to like nine hundred calories per day for for a top gymnast, a top athlete. Um, he would physically and psychologically beat his students up. So he would physically strike them and he would also tell them uh, how imperfect they were, how fat they were, how terrible they were, how their bodies weren't up to it. And a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, Nadia is probably a great model of somebody who has made, you know, won gold medals, etc. But obviously that doesn't take into account a lot of people who probably could have won gold medals, but fell by the wayside Mm. because of this psychological warfare. So it's a bit... um, it's a bit dark, all of that um, stuff there about him. But if we focus on Nadia's achievements, like it's weird that when she got to the Olympics in 76, 
that people were like and and we have been like this in this episode is like wow 14 only 14 and she her attitude was like i've been doing it for eight years (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't new to me so people she said oh people said like the the balance beam it's only four inches wide she said people said oh that's so thin how do you possibly stay on she says but I was on it every day of my life. It's like <laughs> it's like a window cleaner up a ladder. It's like it's, yeah. a, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal if you've never been up a ladder and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the story of True Grit. Nadia Kamenechi, the perfect 10. Incredible. Fantastic stuff, Ian. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you to you, listener, for, uh, for tuning in once again at uh, The Wheel of Sport, where the Greatest sports stories are told. If you've got any suggestions for the show, uh, please do get in touch with us uh, at The Wheel of Sport on Instagram and Twitter or at thewheelofsport at gmail.com. Wherever you get this podcast, be it on Spotify or iTunes or wherever, please do leave us a review. It helps massively. And uh, yeah, thanks again. We look forward to, to coming back to you soon. Thanks, Matt. I'm off to uh, research that Romanian rugby coach that she met in Montreal. <laughs> I'm going to climb a ladder. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just feel like a cuddle with reassuringly strong arms. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye -bye. (laughs) 